not a weather man. I just uh, report on the weather. But, uh, yeah, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Um, you're right. I thought last night or yesterday evening, maybe 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock, oh, yeah. we had a shot. I, I'm getting toward Lorville. Yeah. And where I was, we got uh, some nice wind. And then that's, it cooled that's, things off a little right. bit. But maybe a few drops of rain, and boom, it was gone. That's right. That's right. And so, yeah, we missed that. I hope, I hope the good Lord wouldn't say that was your chance. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, is, it, is, it is starting to hurt things. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, just some of the basic stuff that's going on in the landscape right now, uh, given the time of year, it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, I wouldn't say the middle of summer, but pretty damn close to it. And, uh, um, and we're just going to have to kind of ride it out and kind of watch things and, uh, and make sure everything survives. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have some establishments. A is under my, uh, in my front yard, under a uh, southern magnolia, big tree. And they need water. I mean, I have to water them once a week. I flood it because, I mean, they're actually showing signs of wilt. So this is established plant material. And so you, you can kind of see anything that's newly planted, you've got to really, really watch it and start to take a little inventory of what you got out there because uh, uh, it is getting serious. All right. What else are we keeping an eye on? Okay. So, uh, you know, in the landscape, this is kind of happens every year. The uh, lily of Nile, which is the, uh, the plant that looks like a, like a day lily, but it shoots this long stem and makes these blue, mostly blue spider-looking flowers. Very common. You see them. Many of them are going to seed. And that's very normal, and it, it it looks really weedy looking. So there's, you can it's not a problem to go in there and cut these tall seed heads uh, at the base of the plant, so you don't see the little stalk, and it really makes it look not as weedy. It looks it makes it look nice and clean, and and the leaves again look like daily leaves, um, and it just makes it look better. So a lot of people are scared to cut them, but it's just it's just the flowers that now make these little seed pods. If you actually get rid of that, it will it will turn into the leaves will actually do much better. Get rid the of the seed, seed pods. The whole well, the seed pods, but more importantly, the stem that the seed pods are on. Okay. So the so the flower makes this big tall stem, and then it makes this blue flower. Well, after it quits flowering, it makes this seed head on where the flower was, and so all I'm asking is you go back there and you can actually just. Clip them down within the leaves so you don't see the seed stalk and the seed that is gone okay. and pull it out there. So that's one thing you can do. Also, the uh, a lot of the, you know, Jeff, over the last, I guess, four weeks, you know, these seasonal plants that people planted in the spring that, uh, you know, that were growing really shot up, especially we got a rain sometimes back there. We had maybe three or four days of intermittent rains. It really helped things just grow out. So what's happening now is a lot of these uh, annuals are getting leggy. They're getting kind of tall, and they just need a little help. And so it, you don't want to cut them back too late in the season. If you start cutting them back in, in uh, you know, late September, they don't have enough time, especially if the temperatures subside, to come back and flush out again. But right now they do. So now's a great time to get in there. So uh, like leafy coleus plants, get, they get really, really tall. And then maybe if they're too tall for you, don't be afraid. I mean, a coleus plant can get 24 to 30 inches tall easy, okay? You can actually go in there and cut it down to 18 inches. Cut them in half 
and you and you they'll look like stalks but it'll be a very short period of time that they're going to leaf back out because of the temperatures same thing with impatience uh a, a lot of things vehicles sometimes get really leggy and too tall do not be afraid to get in there and cut them back now if you're going to cut them back right now uh no problem but you're going to have to be able to water them so if you can't do that then i would kind of wait and then kind of cut them back once we start to get some rain. But as soon as you get some rain, uh, it'll help a lot. And you can fertilize them, too, at the same time. And that's one of the few things right now that we're saying it's okay to fertilize. And that would be the, your seasonal stuff and your vegetables. You really don't want to do a lot of fertilization when it comes to grass, when it comes to trees. Uh, you just don't want to do it. It's not worth the risk. Remember, fertilizer, basically what it does is it, when it goes into the ground, and it doesn't get wet enough. It pulls moisture out of the ground, mm. and that's when you get this burning. There's not a lot of moisture left, right? So if you put, if you put uh, fertilizer down, it's going to actually extract moisture out, and uh, that's not a good thing right now. Now, even though you can say, well, no, I can water, you can't water enough, you know, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's water, what watering is doing right now. Uh, most of the hydrangeas uh, are, have finished blooming, so it's kind of like the same thing with the with the uh, seed head on the uh, on the lily of the Niles. Uh, hydrangeas, the seed heads are, uh, or the flowers are turning brown and really don't look that good. You want to get in there and cut all that back. If you want to cut some of the leaves back and shape the plant, now's the time to do it, and then you'd fertilize it. Again, same story. If you're going to do that, you, uh, you want to uh, be able to keep it wet. Uh, we're going to start to get a lot of questions on the figs once we start to get in some ra- get, start getting more rain. Uh, in this heat, a little bit moisture, they'll start to get this this uh, spotting all over the leaves. And so usually by, you know, usually, Jeff, around Labor Day, we start to get rains. And, 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 uh, and, then, and then after that, people bring in leaves of figs. So if you want to do a little preventive maintenance, now is a great time. If you want to cut back the fig, you can do it. But just as much, you want to also spray them for fungus to prevent this spotting from occurring. And, you know, a healthy leaves... Uh, the the longer you can, the figs will lose their leaves in the wintertime. So it's just a stick in the wintertime. So the longer you can keep the leaves right now healthy and strong and staying on the plant for a long period of time, the better your production will be uh, next summer. So it's important uh, that you go ahead and do what you want to do with the figs, but start spraying them with uh, liquid copper or, or a good uh, labeled fungicide and spray maybe every couple of weeks for the next two to four to six weeks so that uh, so that it will slow down that process and those leaves will be healthy and stay on the plant uh, a lot longer. Gotcha. Roses, August is the time to go ahead and uh, cut back roses, everything but climbers. Uh, so if you need to cut back your roses, uh, now's the time to do it. I'd say you got another three or four weeks. By now, cu- I'm assuming there are no flowers on them now? Well, that, that's kind of the hook. Normally, you, you're not going to see a lot of flowers on them, and probably this, this year you're not seeing a lot of flowers because of the drought and the heat. So, But sometimes, like with knockout roses, more of the shrub roses, they can look very, very pretty right now. If that's the case, then wait till they kind of uh, drop those buds and then cut them back. But for the most part, Jeff, you're right. Most of them aren't looking good right now. So you want to cut them back. And fertilize them, and again, uh, water. <clears throat> you can spray with fungicides on roses too. You're not having, we're not having much of a, uh, a black spot problem uh, this summer with roses, and that's because it's been dry. But still, uh, preventive maintenance. Go ahead and spray, spray them really good after you cut them back. And you're not cutting them back to 12, 15 inches like you normally do. You cut them back about a third uh, of the plant. 
Uh, and the reason it's important to do that now and over the next two to three weeks is because if you do it during this time frame, uh, when, it, when we hit October, they're going to be in their prime again. They'll look really, really good. If you wait till you know, September or middle of September, you're still fine, but you're, you're going to you not get that bloom cycle till November. So, you know, usually October, in theory, Jeff, will get a change in temperatures. And so, it, again, now's the time to cut them back about a third, fertilize them, spray them, and make them just uh, give them some help, keep them, keep them watered, which you should be doing anyway. Anything you need to do uh, in sort of uh, uh, bandaging uh, those cuts uh, or taking care of those ends? Uh, well, that's a good question. When it comes to the shrub roses, such as knockouts and drift roses and a few of the other, just the basic roses that you see all over town, no. And that's usually because the canes are smaller. You're right. If you're starting to get into uh, more of the tea roses, which is your long stem cut flower roses, you could be cutting bigger canes. So if you cut the bigger canes, it would be a, a strong idea to spray them with a fungicide. And, uh, you know, we have a little um, uh, uh, pruning paint that you could paint. Or you can actually put Elmer's glue on these cuts. If you don't have that many, you know, you want to buy a can of paint and you maybe have three or four that maybe have a canes an inch or bigger, then that's when you put those uh Elmer's glue and just to seal it shut because you're right right now the 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 uh you know insect and fu uh, fungus populations are really strong and so they will attack any open wound uh, also keep in mind whenever you're pruning make sure your tools are, are good clean sharp so you make good clean cuts and not these blunt uh you know blunt force trauma <laughs> blunt force trauma to the plant and and uh will cause problems Okay, let's talk a little bit about the lawns, Jeff, and because we get a lot of people come in with the lawns and uh, they start to see issues, and, and the issues are twofold. Uh, we're starting to see a, uh, an insect population. It could be chinch bugs. It could be side web worms. I think it's a lot of it's chinch bugs right now. And uh, uh, the good news is that the solutions that you spray will take care of both, so you don't have to, you don't have to uh, figure out what it is. But just as much of a problem and in conduit with, with it is the dry. And so you want to make sure, Jeff, you know, I cut my grass um, a week ago. And if anything, uh, it has it is shortened, not grown any, any, meaning it's, it's dying. So you want to cut your grass less than you think you need to. You want to cut it higher than you think you need to. You just don't want to do any, any scalding and low cutting because, again, uh, that sun can get to that that ground surface and really dry it out. So you know, you know, high cuttings. You know, if you if it's two or three inches tall and you cut an inch off, that's fine. I know it says, man, it looks like I hadn't done anything, but let's get through this drought and, as opposed to going in and really cut it short and really doing a disservice to the grass. Uh, absolutely no fertilization right now because because what we talked about just now is that you don't want to do any type of granulated fertilizer. It, you could do more damage and you'll ever do good. <laughs> and uh, you have time to fertilize. So you have to about the end of September to fertilize with a good fertilizer. And then, then you can winterize in, in October. So don't panic and say, oh, no, i got to do it. Don't do it. And that's the same thing with trees and shrubs. All right. But certainly don't, uh, don't do it. So when it comes to, uh, you know, water, you know, people say, well, man, I'm not going to water my grass. And I get it. I get it because it costs. So water's not cheap like it used to be uh, many, many years ago. And, uh but if you have, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you, you kind of look at the lawn. The lawn kind of tell you, tells you where it's, where it's hurting. And you may have some areas, Jeff, that maybe are in shade. 
in some areas that are maybe just all in full sun. You know, may, maybe you can say, okay, I'm just going to attack the areas that are, uh, that are in the full sun. Also, you can see the lawn's telling you. Oh, yeah, it's going to talk to you. It's going to talk to you, and it's going to see where areas are stressed out. And so if you can get in there and just soak that ground two or three inches, and you don't have to do it every day, um, once a week will make a huge difference in terms of the survivability, the durability, as well as just the looks of the, of the lawn itself and, and how you come out of this, uh, you know, on the backside. So kind of look at those areas. If you see some areas that are just stressed out, that's when you, that's when you want to, to hit them. One thing I want to make sure, uh, and then when it comes to insecticides on the lawns, uh, I'd go ahead and, and if, you, if you're not seeing, if you're seeing some, Browning, go ahead and do a preventive maintenance. I mean, just spray, spray the areas and, and more, uh, preferably the whole lawn if it's not a big lawn, and to prevent it because we're starting to see the issue right now with insects. Um, azaleas. A lot of people are coming in and saying, my azaleas are too big. I want to cut them back. Okay, it's too late to cut azaleas back and not affect next year's blooming and, or if they bloom twice a year in the fall. So you can't do it. And what we're talking about uh, pruning uh, we're talking about pruning where you get in there and actually uh, good uniform cuts that are really getting into the plant and cutting the buds. You can actually find the buds of the azalea flowers uh, on them, the uh, on them now. So, so, so if you have some uh, some small plants, Jeff, that maybe uh, are uniform, but just have maybe two or three shoots, not a problem. Go ahead and cut those shoots off because the only thing you're affecting is the flowers on those shoots. We're talking about shearing azaleas where you get in there and really cutting all the new growth. That's going to affect next year's blooming, and you won't have blooms. You have a, a beautifully shaped azalea, but it won't have any blooms. So it's really too late to get in and, uh, and do any of that. Uh, people are coming in and saying that uh, whether it be uh, uh, you know, a shrub or you know, a flower and said, look, I'm not getting any, any growth out of this plant. You know, so I planted this spring and, and he said, they look good, but they're just not any growth. And, and, you know, we tell him that's normal. Okay. So, so the truth of the matter is this has been a tough summer for, <laughs> on plant material. And so the truth of the matter is if you can get your plants through the summer without having any adverse, uh, 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 the, the looks of the plant, uh, being affected, uh, then you've done your job. You know, you, sh- you really are not, even established plant, you're not getting a lot of growth out of them because of the lack of water and the heat. It's a combination of both. You know, the heat pulls water, the lack of water obviously is an issue. So don't worry about lack of growth. See how the overall look of the plant is. Um, and then looking back, uh, when we talk about overall look of the plant, a lot of people come in and say, man, and they show me pictures of my plant's yellow. And, uh, you know, what's going on? What can I do? And the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, this summer has been a stressful summer. So that yellowing is caused by uh, moisture fluctuations. And, and you're doing a job. You're keeping it wet, but not wet enough. So kind of, you know, that's when we start to talk about, okay, is it in a container? Is it in the ground? Full sun and all that. And nine times out of ten, it's in a container. And or it's in the ground in a lot of sun with competition from stuff around it, meaning that there's other plants or trees that are really sucking the moisture. So it's a moisture issue. You know, we always talk about liquid fertilizers, the benefits and the non-benefits of liquids. And one of the benefits of liquids is to use them when there's stress. And so right now is a stressful time. So now is a great time 
to utilize liquid fertilizers, whether it be on your vegetable plants, whether it be on your flowers, uh, really anything that's showing signs of stress. It's a great time to put it, and you could do it twice a week, and what? That will help because a lot of times the plant just can't pull that, those nutrients, and it's usually nitrogen out of the ground because it's too hot and it's too dry and it's just not pulling on a consistent basis. And, 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 and you know, if it's in a pot, man, you can't keep that, that pot wet enough right now for not, not to dry out. So that yelling that's occurring is a combination of drying out and it unable to pick up the fertilizer. So if you uh, apply this liquid or soluble granulated fertilizers on the leaves, it will be able to be picked up immediately and you will avoid that stress point or certainly allow that plant to get back quicker. If you have a plant where the leaves are just yellow, 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 we tell people cut it back about a third, fertilize it with both granules, with safe granules and a liquid, and just keep doing the liquids as much as you can. And uh, that's going to help a lot. Gotcha. The other thing is people saying, well, my fruit are smaller when it comes to vegetables, Jeff. My fruit is smaller. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, usually at this point, a lot of the leaves are not showing, showing signs of, uh, of, of looking perfect. So they're stressed out. And so between the heat, the drought, and the stress on the leaves, the fruit's going to be smaller. Just be happy that you're making something at this point in time. And know that, you know, better times are coming. How's your cucumbers? I don't want to talk about <laughs> I knew that answer without even answering it. It's, it's, you know, Jeff, at this point when it comes to uh, maintaining. The leaves are growing. The leaves are growing? Yeah. Oh, so it's still green. It is. Okay. Oh, well, absolutely. I, it just is showing no sign of a cucumber, though. So no flowers. Well, there have been flowers, okay, well, but. Hey. How well, long do they take once they start? No, I mean, well, I, it's, again, it's a stressful time for plants yeah. and everything. So just hang in there. Uh, i got to remember to bring you some fertilizer that we can, we can put in there safely. And, and, no, you're doing good. And, you know, a lot of people will plant cucumbers, Jeff, uh, in about, well, from now on to about the middle of September. And so that when they start to flower again, it's not as hot. So... Hang in there. I'm, I'm impressed, actually. So you've been watering. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I probably put too many seeds in too small of a pot. I, okay. I have a, this feeling that I may have done Okay, that. well, you're right. Competition could be a yeah. fact. And don't be afraid to clip some of it out. To, to, if, if, it's a, if it's a cluster of leaves. Then out the herd. Yeah, uh, yeah just, just cut a little bit out. Don't pull them out. Just cut them out and let them die naturally. You don't have to pull them off the, off the trellis. Just cut three or four to thin it out, and that could be a factor. But the heat is also a major yeah. factor. It just, it, it's very, very difficult for them to uh, pollinate. When it comes to tropicals, tropicals are heavy feeders. I'm, mainly I'm talking about right now would be like hibiscus and mandevillas, alamandas. Uh, uh, they are heavy feeders. So this is one that, like the Andrew, you can fertilize that with safe, slow release in the pot, in the ground, once a month fertilize them. But in the same token, you've got to keep them really wet. But yeah. they, they are going to need that fertilizer for them to maintain their growth and maintain the flowers that you want. And so it's real tropical weather other than the fact is that, it's, uh, that it's dry. So if you can kind of maintain that moisture and, and give them that water, that's going to help a lot. And, again, same thing. Liquid fertilizers are really beneficial for tropicals at this stage. It's same thing I talked about. It's hard for them to pick up those granulated fertilizers out of the ground. Supplement it with liquid. They pick it up quicker, and they will, uh, they will do a lot, a lot better. Tomatoes, we still got the, uh, the Heaton tomatoes, uh, Talladega, Heat Wave, Solifar, Sunmaster. 
All those are really good ones. So remember, they tolerate heat. They don't tolerate drought. So you need to keep them wet, what I'm saying. So if you don't water, they will die quickly. But uh, if you keep them wet, they're going to grow real good by planting them now. They're going to start flying around the middle of September. In theory, it's going to be not cool, but not as hot. And, uh, and so you will produce. Last year, Jeff, when it came to the fall crop, people were telling us that if they had them in a the container. Remember, last winter, we had one week of cold weather. Other than that, no, it was sure. warm. Other than March, we had a, a slight freeze in, in the middle of March. But the people were able to pull those tomatoes, fall tomatoes in, and protect it from those three days of cold weather. Didn't have to worry about cold from from September, October, November, December. They had to protect them for a week in December. And then January, February, March, they were fine. So they actually produced tomatoes all winter and fall. Gotcha. I had a friend just uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, tell me that he was still eating fresh tomatoes, home-planted tomatoes. Are people still harvesting uh, tomatoes? Yeah. Usually what happens now, Jeff, and it gets back to the small tomatoes, that usually the plants look pretty ratty. But uh, they're not producing as much, but they're producing. They're smaller and uh, because the leaves aren't as healthy, but they're smaller. But there's produ- production. Now, you have to stay on top of your game and keep them wet. And uh, I didn't do that to, to my spring tomatoes, and they faded out fast. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, absolutely, uh, if you, if you kind of help maintain them, uh, usually what happens, Jeff, the bottom part is pretty much leaves are all gone, and you get the upper part is has a new growth and has relatively fresh leaves. So, therefore, you're going to get smaller, less fruit, smaller fruit. You don't have as much vegetated growth and all the other issues that are occurring. But, oh, absolutely, uh, you can do that. Anything else you want to share before we let you go? Jeff, I think that's it. Richard, always a pleasure. We'll look forward to the next time. Thank you, Jeff.